episode four. I was going to say, I actually don't know which one we're on because we wanted to come and do. No, it's definitely episode four. It's the fourth time we're doing this and this is wild. That's so crazy. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Um, I think we should do a shot of tequila pre the conversation. Oh, okay. Let's... Yeah. Yeah, it's going to kill me. Uh, Cheers. Cheers. Sweet baby Jesus. It's fabulous every time. It's a bit rough today. It's having a rough time, guys. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Oh. I felt that one in your chest, didn't it? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer again, I'm still sick. We are here and she is still... Yep. Yeah, it's not having a great time, but it's fine, it's fine, it's, it's okay. fine. But that's the dedication, do you see? Mm-hmm. Who are we right now? Who are we? Wow. No, there was a point in time where I was like, you know what? I'm staying in my bed. I hear you, but I'm very proud that you made Thank it you. today. I'm going straight back to bed. Yes, and yeah. I, I stand this comment. Right. Okay, so, healing our inner child oh my God. through our child. Oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy because, I mean you know, the situations that I've been in with my daughter over the last, I'll say the last six months has been the rockiest. Mm. And like, if you've been listening, we said in a previous episode, when you have a trick child, <laughs> my trick child, way, yeah, that has a way, even my child up to the point yeah, it's true. of now. She was super sweet. She was amazing. Mm. I'm not saying that she's not amazing. It's just that the she flip. gave me it no scary. trouble. She gave me no trouble. Yeah, I didn't know what it felt like to be pulling my hair out and all of that. So when I'm seeing people like struggling, I'm like, <laughs> what you get? And then that's what I get. get? Smuggish <laughs> over here. <laughs> that's what I get. And it's like, obviously dealing with everything that we have been dealing with. It's like I found it hard because I always go back to think. I put myself in her situations or vice versa. Yeah. And I always think back to me at that age. Yeah. And it's like how I was dealing with things and how I experienced things and all of that. And it's just that I have to learn to separate. I've had to learn to separate because my experience at that age is very different to her. Yeah, exactly. And I can't put that, I can't put my experience onto her because we grew, we've had completely different lives. And it's like, it's making me realise that I've had to go back and be like, I need to revisit things that it's triggering in me. Because yeah. that's exactly what it's doing. It's yeah. triggering, triggering, triggering things <laughs> that have happened in my childhood. That I'm like, oh my God, I don't want this to, to be like her experience or I don't want her to feel the same kind of thing. So it's like, I'm overcompensating in a way. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a wild time. For me, I have to compartmentalize what makes me angry and then why it makes me angry mm-hmm. and then somehow try to not be angry. Yeah, that's... <laughs> um, I won't lie, like, more than 50% of the time I just get angry and then reflect afterwards. Yeah. But the whole point in, like, actually trying <laughs> yeah. is that I need to work out why this certain action or behavior has pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is a lot to do with whatever my experiences were. Growing up. Growing up. And I said before that we obviously were like teen mums. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if normal people that don't have children when they're teenagers um, get to like reflect on their 
teenage years well, or their childhood. The thing. It's like we've obviously we became mothers so early that it's like like I was saying on the previous episode, it's like even when it came to dating and stuff, it's like I know no other way. Yeah. So this is the way I know how to do things exactly. because all of my experiences, whether that be like getting to eighteen, nineteen and having a moment of reflection, that all happened while I was being a mum. Yeah. So it's like maybe I didn't have the same capacity that somebody else without a child might have. Yeah. And it's like having to go on and learn how to manoeuvre around this whole experience and being able to have the tools, like, I, how? Yeah. How? Because we've got to this stage now, it's like essentially nobody could kind of prep us for the amount of things that we're going to have to unpack as adults, like dealing with our teenagers mm. because it's a thing of everything that you see them go through and experience it's like okay I've been here before I I want to help you I want to do this and it's like maybe things that weren't done for you you in order want to do for them yeah but it's a part of it is impossible because we've had so like such different walks of life mm. like when I was growing up I didn't have a me essentially yeah I was just kind of like on my own for yeah. the most part you know like I was very independent for a lot of other reasons like there were things that I kind of had to just figure things out myself and it's like growing up now being an adult and having a child where I want to be that person that I didn't have for her but she might not need it as much yeah and I have to learn to accept that yeah like, we grew up very different I needed a me basically she's got but she doesn't potentially need it. Yeah, and also that like version of trying to take care of other people does come from a place of like lack as mm -hmm. well. So you might overdo it yeah. because you you think this is what everybody needs because you needed it. Yeah, and we needed it. Like, and essentially we're, we're dealing with completely <clears throat> different people. Like, yeah, they are completely different people to us. Yeah, and it's understanding that all of the things that she's going through or she has been, some of it putting herself through. It's part of her it's part of her journey and who she's becoming as a person and I have to understand the balance of like knowing when to step in and be a mum. Yeah. And knowing when to pull back and just be like, you have to learn for yourself. I say this all the time that like a lot of my experiences obviously were the things that made me mm -hmm. who I am and made like me have that level of independence and um be really self sufficient. So like too much cotton wool. Yeah, and like Molly called it, isn't going to help them because no. they do need to learn through experience. Yeah, and I say I I just think that I have to like trust myself that I've done enough as a mum in terms of what I've taught them to be able to get through certain situations. To allow and them then to if, go out in yeah, the world. yeah, and then if they can't know that they can still come back to yeah. me. Yeah, in that sense, like sometimes I think we're too close to it mm -hmm. to everything going on. Like, I, I, when I was younger, I was going through mad things, even if they're now relatively not that big. But the heartbreak or the sadness mm -hmm. or whatever that was just, like, hormones and going through puberty and stuff, it felt so intense then Yeah. that maybe I did feel, like, really quite alone that I don't want that for my own kids now. Exactly. And trying to do too much where I'm like, I still made it through, though, really, didn't I? Yeah, and you were fine on your own. And yeah. it's, like, it's understanding that it's, like, whatever you were feeling at that age it's it might be completely different for them yeah they're gonna be okay do you know what i mean yeah. and like you said it's trusting the fact that we have done enough 
in previous years to get them to a point where it's like, okay, I'm going to face things and I've got the tools. Like, yeah. even though sometimes the decisions are a bit questionable. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what goes on in your head, How but did it's you a get very here? special place. <laughs> How did you get to this yeah, conclusion? Because yeah, yeah. I'm baffled. Just, and it frustrates me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why? And Even how? though I'm sweating a little bit. <laughs> because honestly, it's like, and that's the thing, it's like, it's so hard being in our position because of the space that we need to allow. But it's like, essentially, it's like, babes, I can literally give you the blueprint. No, but I am micromanaging as well. And I feel yeah. like, because we're so close in age and then to them exactly. as well, we're doing a lot more. Like, for me, my mum obviously had quite a few kids. But it was more so when I was that age, my siblings were very young because there's right. a massive age gap yeah. between me and my next um, sister. So my mum was just busy keeping small people alive. Right. So when I was there, I did feel like very alone, even if my mum probably would have been there for me. Mm -hmm. But at the time, it was you're just like, about... You're preoccupied. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously not feeling comfortable enough to like talk to her about certain things mm -hmm. or just like... I don't know, you can be a little bit of a victim sometimes and not all of my kids are like that, but I do have one that loves to behave like the biggest victim on the planet. <laughs> I won't mention no names because I've already had shots fired at me by them that they're saying I'm telling their business, yeah? So I won't say which one. But sometimes I'm just like, How did why you get are you behaving here? like yeah. no one cares? Come on, darling. Yeah. You live in the house with us, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually looking after You're you. Right. All so of us. Let's not do We're that. taking care. You're taking care of. If you need more, then express it. Yeah. But please don't act like. But this is the thing. That's what I mean. It's like different personalities. It's like you're yeah. free to manage. Yeah. You know, and they're all so different. So it's like even when I look at my daughter, I'm like, you're so, you're so different to me. In so many, like, yeah, you, we're very similar, but then we're also very different. Yeah, and that is the fact that they are their own people. I know how to how to manage any more than that. I don't know. I mean, hats off to you because that's already, that's free. Yeah, yeah, three. That's free. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> Two came at the same time. Bamboozled um, your whole life. Honestly, <laughs> because I'm like, these are three separate people. Like even the idea of like trying to spend time with each one of them in things that interest them. Yeah. So difficult. Do you feel like you got that, you know, growing up, obviously where you say you're, there's a massive gap between you and your, and your siblings, mm. right? You're the eldest. Do you feel like you had somebody like, nurturing your interests i think obviously when i was younger yes mm -hmm. because for a long time i was you the was only child and the only grandchild oh. hence why my level of spoiltness now is is so a princess. if you, you are shaking <laughs> your head in the background and i don't like it <laughs> it's a princess yeah <laughs> exhibit a <laughs> but for me it's like yeah i feel like probably when i was younger and i feel like that's probably what keeps me still very close to my mum. Yeah. Because I know that there was this relationship there. And then I don't think people realise just how much work it is to have lots of different kids. I couldn't, babe. I don't think people realise. I didn't even realise until they started getting older. Like, their personalities obviously come through from early. Yeah, yeah. You can tell. Yeah. But when you have to start really, like, supporting them through their differences... Why? You've, you're dealing with, like, a million different things at once. Yeah. Everybody's got different things they're interested in, different colours they like, different yeah. this, different that, different ways of expressing, different ways of socialising. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. 
And it's so easy to pack them in together. Of course. The twins can't stand it. They would prefer if they could have different birthdays, like one the day before and one the day after, oh so that goodness. they can separate it. Oh my they don't like to share. So I have done my best to like Keep do things separate, they would yeah. both be interested in, separate the birthday cakes, which is stupid because we don't even get through the cake, but it's somehow they want separate one ones. Two cakes. Oh my God. Oh Honestly. My God. <laughs> but I don't want them to feel like they're being just packed in together. Yeah, and because not, we're twins and that's yeah. One, exactly like, yeah. um and for me like that is such a big deal to like make sure that they always feel like they're individual people and that's respected and understood about them yeah um i do think that if it gets overwhelming and you have to do what you need to do then that's a lot the, yeah. the place that a lot of parents would find them in yeah, yeah, yeah especially because you might not discover the impact of like having lots of different kids until like 10 years later exactly um and then now you're faced with this massive yeah thing where it's like oh i, d I didn't know that this was such a massive was thing. gonna be yeah. a big deal yeah whereas now i can have like the capacity to like try and and do something with it and try mm. and like you know look at the different parts of them i did read somewhere someone said one time that like when you've got multiple children mm. they don't have the same parent Okay, I, okay, that yeah. makes perfect sense though. Yeah, yeah. And at first I was like, is that favouritism? <laughs> Hello, it's just me doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. But now I'm like, no, I get it. And like, sometimes I feel like they feel like I have a favourite, but it's not that I have a favourite, it's just that I deal with them in a different way. Right. Where, you know, obviously my oldest doesn't really give me much drama. Mm -hmm. So it seems like we're much closer, but we're just getting along consistently. And this is the thing what I keep saying about them being their own people. Yeah. It's like you all, you are your own person and then so are they. Yeah. So the reaction to the to the personality in itself is going to be different each time. Like, for example, me and my daughter, we get along at this stage right now how we do because of the people that we are. Yeah. And I have to respect the person that she is. Yeah. She doesn't want to do the same thing she was doing five years ago. You know, like she is who she is and I have to kind of respect that. Maybe she doesn't want me all over her, kissing her, cuddling her, this and the other. Yeah. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. And it's like, I have my own set of needs and wants as a person as well. So it's like, yes, I need that or I want that for, for myself Yeah. and for her. But I have to respect the fact that that's her. And it's like, having that respect for each and everyone's personality is super important mm. especially when they're growing up into little adults yeah because they are gonna understand what it is like their boundaries are and it all starts at home but that's what um going back to like feeling triggered by certain things like that's a that's such a big point because i want them to have boundaries and know how to set them yeah and set them at home first so that they know that like even if like I, I set them with my own mum, so you can't come and push my boundaries exactly. because I set them at home with my siblings and my yeah. family and stuff. And that's hard because when I was growing up, I had to listen to people. That was the end of it. It wasn't what and I wanted. This is the thing with, with exactly going back to like having that, that needing that healing for our inner yeah. children through this, through dealing with our yep. teens because these are the times where we're like, okay, cool. I need you to have these boundaries. I want you to understand and like exert them because you're fully comfortable doing that. Yeah. Whereas, like you said, when we were younger, we weren't given that. Yeah. So we going against the grain is, is so hard. It's so hard. Because in your head, obviously your initial reaction is you've got no respect. And it's not that. And it's not. And I feel like people, 
without uh, teens because it's it's always the ones that are like I, I mean I've felt a lot of judgment from people looking out like looking mm. in where it's like oh well you know just tell her to do this and just tell her to do that she's got to do this it's like do you understand that I'm yeah. dealing with another like another human being yeah. like it's not just a little child that I can sit down and no sit there and don't do that no she's her own person yep. she comes with with her own set of emotions her own set of like personality traits and I have to accommodate that as best I can yeah so realistically me allowing her to set boundaries she's going to test them yeah with me do you know what I mean and, and it's stuff. like like you said it's like people will see it as like oh she's got no respect it's like mm. oh I see it sometimes as zero respect but that's yeah. why I said it's like this process of like checking why you're annoyed by this mm -hmm. and then processing that efficiently and, and then not reacting yeah. and stuff because yeah that's hard where I'm just like who are you who talking to I would never to? I exactly. could never I would have never I would have had many things done um to <laughs> me <laughs> to explain what but all i'm saying is i grew up in a colombian household right there weren't no time no there was no you don't open your mouth keep your mouth shut you better shut your mouth and you do what better. you need to do yeah but again it's like i feel like feeding that type of energy into your kids it damages them it obviously didn't work for for me or for us right. because i wouldn't talk to anyone out of fear mm -hmm. and i don't want that and i also don't I know that I didn't have boundaries. I didn't need to come and learn boundaries in my 30s. That's this the point. This is what I mean. Yeah. It's like, I don't want my daughter to get to an age where she's lived a life and then you're setting boundaries for yourself. No, I want you to be confident in what it it's is It's not even lived need. a life. It's experienced a load of shit. Well, exactly. That you didn't yeah, need to be experiencing. You you, right. Rude. Yeah. But again, it's that thing of like, we grew up in very different times and we yeah. were raised by very different people. No, but what I feel like we're the now parents that um, will try and not live the same way. Mm -hmm. Like if you, we don't know what we're doing, right? Ever. No. None of us know what Absolutely we're doing. Absolutely not. And it's fine. I'm yeah. just here to say it's fine. It's if you don't fine. know what you're doing, <laughs> trust me, disclaimer, it's okay. Yeah. So just replicating yeah what your parents did is the easiest version because it's all you know about parenting 100 percent. it's, it's what all you we were know. shown right yeah mm -hmm. exactly so then trying to like heal from whatever childhood trauma is because it's always relative yeah it might be something that's very serious and it might be something that's not that deep but it just felt like trauma it's gonna show up yeah let me tell you something everybody is walking around some type of trauma with some kind of trauma it doesn't matter you could have had yeah. the white picket fence with the two parents and this yeah that. you got some type of trauma babe yeah. trust me yeah so, yeah, it's like realising that everybody's walking around with something and understanding that we need to be aware yeah. of all of these things and knowing that we are trying to give them just better. Yeah. Just better, whatever that looks like. So whether it's my baggage, whether it's like things that, you know, my parents their baggage because yeah, it's generational you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. the fact that like you said going against the grain is so difficult because nobody showed us how to do these things and yeah. also maybe when we were growing up we didn't need or well, we did need but nobody was aware of the fact that it was all we knew so exactly mm. 
is that nobody knew that a 12 year old needed to be sat down and spoke to about certain things yeah. it's not just oh you know go figure it out by yourself exactly. or like understanding their bodies and hormones and their emotions and all of that and having being able to have an open conversation some people had that but some people really didn't it is getting over a lot of discomfort as well mm-hmm. like people are not willing to openly talk about stuff yeah so how we like we're always pushing for like the strength and vulnerability and yeah. stuff like people are not always willing to like it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. there's there's um the word escapes me because all i want to do is go to bed but it's okay yeah, no, but no there's like there, there'll be loads of stigmas surrounding certain things like yeah. taboos talking about sex mm-hmm. or talking about i don't know issues that come up in society or issues that might happen at school yeah. and stuff and people don't feel comfortable talking about it because nobody ever spoke about it with them yeah um so yeah even even me talking about sex with my daughter and i was like this has to happen i don't want to let it go by and she has to answer questions on her own or go to people that are the same age as her and, and the they don't know what the fuck the blind, they're doing. Because yeah. they don't, nobody knows shit. Yeah. Um, I've always had that kind of open, open ground for my daughter to come and speak to me about whatever it is. And whatever it, whether it be a difficult topic or like a situation where maybe I wasn't sat down and spoken to her, but I'm always going to sit down and speak to her about it and give her that space because had I have had that growing up maybe things would have been different for me you know yeah and the importance of like I always think it's like knowledge is power right so the fact that she's got she's well equipped with knowledge that's coming from her mum like the person that's going to have your back forever like I'm telling you these things because it's important for you to know yeah that's setting her up better than I was so that I, I feel like okay that's a win yeah you know? yeah. yeah definitely and going back to like healing your inner child through them as well it is all I always think back to like things that I needed but not in a like from a selfish point of view way but mm-hmm. just things that I think would be more general yeah things that I would have needed mm-hmm. then um like I said yesterday like fuck that hoe yeah about having a conversation like when you get caught up in the situation because that's going to happen anyway just the way the hormones and the emotions exactly flow and and overwhelm you when you're small yeah like things that felt like the ends of the world don't Mm -hmm. need to feel like the ends of the world and i do feel like somebody just could have told you or held you in that moment and been like it's okay this is not as serious like feel all that you want to feel everything you need like go through it it's fine yeah but it's not the end of the world exactly Yeah, so I I do think that there are po- like points in my own teenagers I always reflect back to, mm-hmm. and even when I feel like going mad, like one of my one of my daughters doesn't like talking right. when she's upset, and I and that annoys me because I feel like I have provided a space like why just for talk you, to me. yeah, yeah, like, yeah and yeah. I guess it's triggering because I never had that when mm-hmm. I was younger, so I'm like I don't want you to bottle it up, I don't want you to hold it in and, and feel alone in yeah. this, but it's just not this now the yeah. time so for her yeah for her exactly yeah. um and like, like loads of differences that i would have done like they barely say sorry for their shit sometimes mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah and it almost feels like i'm forcing you yeah to apologize. Yeah, yeah yeah whereas i would have wrote whole love letters <laughs> to yeah, my mother same. 
to say sorry. This is what I mean. And yeah. this is what I mean. There's a, such a massive difference in how we grew up to how they grew up. Yeah. And it's not right or wrong at the end of the day. We are dealing with individuals and they're just different. Yeah, the lessons of accountability, I feel like I didn't even learn until later on in life, but I'll still push it all the way. That's something like that I'm, I need. I'm you wondering to, to when it's going to kick in. To land, yeah. Jesus. No, not landing. They don't give a damn. No, <laughs> none. Give a damn. Accountability, what is that? Literally, that. I remember it's so funny because you know, like when we was um, on lock in lockdown, right? Yeah, I did this thing. I sat down with my daughter and I was like, "Right, these are words that I need you to know." Oh. Accountability was one of the words. Yeah, spell accountability. Understand. Spell it. Smell it. Feel it. Live it. Breathe it. Please. What the hell? I yeah. mean, she she has a way of now being able to express when she is being accountable which she wasn't able to do before and i'm like okay something's helped <laughs> something stuck breakthrough small, I'm small. Like, i love this yeah but these are things that i wouldn't have even when i was her age i didn't have these conversations yeah no do you know what i mean so yeah. it's like the lesson of accountability i learned a lot later yeah a lot later you know yeah and i just feel like Whatever it is that we are doing to try and give them that kind of, I don't know, a level up, I guess, in just life, being self-aware, understanding that we're aware of ourselves and the fact that we don't get it right all the time, but yeah. we can say, do you know what? I, I'm trying my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? Saying sorry as a parent. If you Super never heard cool, sorry man. when you were younger. Never. It's weird. But it's going back to that whole understanding that we have to like let go of what our expectations were or what we think being a parent is all about. Exactly. And like this whole being on a pedestal thing, that's not no. actually the truth. Like it is, it could be that I'm saying sorry so that you know that you deserve sorry. Yeah. From whoever. And that's it. Like, yeah. And you be used to that. Whereas with us, it was like you say sorry because you're told to say sorry. Yeah. Like you have to be sorry. I don't even know why. Yeah, I always say that to them as well. Like, if you want to apologise, cool, but please understand or like why you're apologising. Yeah. Don't say sorry for the sake of it. And don't say Not sorry for just no to reason. me, but to anyone. In general. Yeah. yeah. But also, don't do things in order to say I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not there. Yeah. That's ideal. Um, yep. But I think it's just, you know, the experiences that we went through as children or that anybody goes through as a child and like teen dealing with a teenager and seeing how you have to micromanage your feelings towards them is chaos at times yeah absolute chaos at times because you want so badly to protect them from things or we get frustrated because essentially they're not reacting how we would have reacted sometimes i'm like who raised you yeah was it me yeah. i don't really think that this was me it's not giving. It's not giving no. at all. Because who are you? Like, you didn't come from me. No, absolutely no, no, not with no. that stinking attitude. No. <laughs> but again, it goes back to saying, like, they are their own people. and We need yeah. to give them the space. And as tough as it is at times, it's like, I've seen myself in some situations with my daughter that I'm like, I would have never thought I'd be here. But then I speak to somebody else with a teen and they're like, babe, this is nothing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's such a turbulent time yeah. that we have to be gentle with them. And like, ourselves. And ourselves. But that's what I'm saying. We're constantly saying be gentle with ourselves. Yeah. But with them, 
in this time of such uncertainty and not, not I'm tired of this shit. And not, not knowing where they're going, who they are, anything. Yeah. Like, we have to be gentle with them. 100%. And that's why I'm like, okay, I can't be triggered by this moment of stupidity. Because right. sometimes it's so stupid. Yeah, no, 100%. Sometimes I'm like, how did you come to this conclusion? And, and the reactions to things also, I'm like, obviously, I'm an adult woman that has gone through and has felt things. So I'm just like, babes, the things that you're spewing over are nothing. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like nothing not, to them. It's not nothing. Yeah. It doesn't feel like nothing to them. It's definitely it feels like something. the world, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I think having that awareness to be like, you know what, as much as I, I need to, I need to hold hold myself down in this moment. And at times you slip, it, it gets like that, right? Like, yeah. I lose my head sometimes and like, I have to check myself, like, did that need that reaction? How is my reaction gonna then affect her? Helping this situation yeah. and her, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's tough, but again, nobody showed us how, man. Like, nobody told us. Yeah, that reaction is very normal. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of parents do go through that, whether your child is older or or still little. But I feel like the the importance of understanding how to manage your own emotions yeah. when you're dealing with a young adult, when you're dealing with a teenager is major because it's like it's make or break. Yeah. Like everything that we're going through with them right now is like essentially setting them up for adulthood mm. and their first communications and everything is always going to be at home. Yeah. So the way that they're used to people speaking to them, the way that they're used to communicating, like we set the tone for them. We're their parents, right? Like we are the people that initially give them the experience of like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to take this out into the world and do it, play it out out here. So the importance of being able to check yourself, say, I'm sorry, understand that, you know, I am a human, but I need to kind of do better for, for my child yeah. and show them how I'd want to be treated is super important. Yeah, I realise that as well because I've even had to like say to other people that if they've chosen to not engage in this like relationship, then we have to honour that and respect it because yeah. they should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. We can't force these things right onto them. It's how people find themselves in predicaments mm -hmm. when they don't know how to create boundaries because when we were younger, it's all hug uncle, kiss uncle, hug your auntie, like say hello, like yeah, no. forcefully. Yeah. Even other people's children when they're like, I'll say hi and I can see they don't want to. I'm like, oh, no, it's cool. Like leave them. Yeah, I'm so respectful of that because yeah. I'm just like, like you said, you find yourself in situations because all you knew was like, do what I'm told. Yeah. Right? But, like we were saying the other day, it's like intuition is massive. So the intuition from these children, if you're telling me it's bad vibes, I believe you, babe. Oh, honestly, I fully believe I believe them. you, babe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm here for, I'm supported I'm going that. to listen to yeah. that. And I'm going to encourage you to listen to your intuition 100%. as well. 100%. And even if you're just, you're just a bit of a, mm, I don't yeah. know. My intuition was bad you. in like my first serious relationship. Right. Where I knew I would know that something was going on. But you were told no. And I was like literally gaslit gaslit yeah, yeah yeah into thinking that i was wrong so then i'd be like okay so i'm wrong my gut's wrong then. yeah so I, i'm like what i'm no. feeling is like out of touch or is that yeah. no so yeah for me it's very important to to respect that your kids have intuition and like 
understanding that, especially now as like little adults, they're going to feel certain things. Obviously, it's a bit like, for example, with friends, right? Sometimes I'll get around friends and they might not have that intuition to be like, oh, this person's not yeah. great for me. Yeah. You know? Or they'll be like, oh, it's just, it's fun. So they're, it's not a great time. The, the intuition hasn't kicked in oh, Lord. just yet, yeah. right? About certain people. But I guess in ways you can still find, you can find a way to kind of steer them in the right path without pushing. Yeah. And this is where it's difficult. They're like trying to steer them in the right path or give them advice and just be like, oh, well, you know, is it really your friend if they've got you doing X, Y, Z or are they a good friend like would you have them around your family and this yeah. kind of thing like those little things kind of to to help steer them back because at this age it's like yeah you've got intuition for certain things but other things your head's yeah. gone when i was younger my mum stopped me from being friends with some girl um and obviously i resented her for it mm-hmm. um because she like locked off the friendship yeah. and there was nothing i could do about it yeah whereas now with my kids when I see their friends acting a little bit untoward, my initial reaction is lock that friend off, get, get rid of out. them, you're not get allowed out. them. Yeah. But obviously that's just triggering for yeah. me, clearly. Yeah. So I have to be like, listen, let's do, let's like, let's break this down. Are these actions cool? Is this something that you want to accept? Like, Are you okay with this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not telling you that you need to break up with them. I basically am. I am telling I'm not you, saying it out loud. In a soft way. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like way. I'm trying to help you ask the right questions yeah. and let these questions always come to you in every scenario. Right, exactly. Because I can't be the one that's always like you're not going to come to me at the age of 35. I mean maybe you will. I definitely talk to my mum. We've got ourselves in. Yeah. My mum will be like I'm blocking her and I'm like I didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> that's so funny. Um but yeah, I don't I I would like them to be able to take those questions with them and ask them and be like okay cool is this like behavior aligned with me like am i okay with it is this person like actually considering me in this friendship um because yeah it's hard because especially when you go through years and years of schooling you can just easily assume that somebody that i've known since reception is my people because i've known them for that long but the difference is that you that that you go through Mm -hmm when you get older and then your interests change, it's okay if those friendships don't survive that. It's fine, but obviously it's like, we can speak of a place of experience, right? Yeah. And that's what I mean about wanting to kind of like, not wrap them in cotton wool, but it's like steer them in a way where it's like, I want you to be well equipped to deal with things because I had to go through a lot. I've been through more heartbreaking friendships than I have in relationships, I think. Same, I absolutely have. Yeah. I think having teenagers because like right now having teens like the friendship groups and that type of whole influence on them is so major it's that's the triggering bit it's like I don't want her to feel what I have so I'm trying to equip her with the tools yeah in order to be like you know what no I'm gonna make that call for myself and always kind of have me in her head be like my mum did say this or my mum yeah, did yeah, like yeah. do you know what I mean because but again that's that comes from a place of my experience and my trauma that I've had dealing with heartbreaking friendships mm. I'm just like oh baby girl I don't want you to go through yeah, all of that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want you to like in some way be detrimental to yourself 
I don't know what it's like for you though. For me, I think it again is another trigger point because my mum was so strict when I was younger mm. that growing up, I didn't really engage with people in the same way that they were engaging with each other. So right. I feel like I'm quite sensitive when it comes to friendships right. um, and the dynamic and how they pan out and also how they end. Yeah. Because I felt like I never really had really close friendships mm -hmm. going up because I didn't do the sleepovers. I didn't, didn't go and get drunk things. in the bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. field the way that they were because yeah. I wasn't allowed out. Right. It was so strict. Yeah. So then I felt like I always missed out and struggled with holding on to friendship. Got you. So as soon as she tells me things, I'm just like, let me not make this about my it's own feelings or my experience, experience yeah. towards it and towards friendships. Mm -hmm. Like let her learn and develop how to have healthy ones. Yeah. Um, and what they look like. Right. Because even now I know that I still really struggle. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I mean. It's, it's about working through. Yeah. We've still got to work through through all of this. And that's what, yeah. the whole thing about healing our inner child. Because we know that the things that are coming up for us that are like a bit turbulent with our kids. It's like this is showing up in us in a way where it's like I have to go back and revisit why. Yeah. I have to look at the why. Yeah. Because it's it's going to affect me and it's going to affect how I parent. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like for me, obviously when I was growing up, I had a different reason as to why I didn't get involved and missed out on certain things. Like I knew that I had to, I, I've been in a care for my mum since I was like nine years old. So I had a level of responsibility and that for me is always so tough because I'm always like, oh my God, like how can she do these things? And whatever, when I'm talking about my daughter, we have completely different lives. Yeah, She doesn't have that level of responsibility and that kind of weight on her shoulder. So essentially she's just being a teen, Yeah, you know? But it's like, for me, the frustration shows up because I'm like, how? When I was this age, I wasn't, I, I couldn't do that. Or why aren't you thinking of me? Because I always had to think deeper. Yeah, I always had to like kind of consider somebody else. Yeah, consider mm. somebody else and all of that kind of thing. I didn't have time to be selfish. Yeah. So... That part is what kind of like hinders me in like dealing with some of the things that I deal with with my daughter because I carry that around. And it's like yeah. understanding that I need to go back and understand that teenage Vanessa needs a hug. Yeah. And it's not Kyra's fault. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like exactly. It's not her fault at all. Yeah. So it's like she's got her own set of experiences and things that she's going to go through. She doesn't have the same version of events that I did, you know? And it's okay for her to be selfish. It's okay for her to experience these things. I wish we didn't have to go through certain things and she didn't have to go down certain paths, but it's part of her learning. And it's her also what we've normalised too. Yeah. Like we already said previously that we overcompensate for a lot of things right. and we've made this like the standard of like life mm -hmm. for them essentially. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand that too, like where we think that they're ungrateful because we would have loved this kind of stuff. This yeah. is normal life. It's not nothing special for them. No, it's actually This is not. all they've known. It's special for us. It's special for us because, yeah. again, we're looking at ourselves as kids. We're looking at ourselves as teens and thinking like, I wish my mum was doing this yeah. for me. I wish I was going on holidays and staying in hotels and doing all of this kind of stuff and just having any, like my, my needs are just met all the time. Whether that be materialistic, whether that be emotional, emotional yeah. anything it's there. Yeah. That's just normal for them. But And this is also what I'm saying about the whole it being relative. Like I'm not, 
I'm not saying that I had a bad life. Yeah. That's not the thing. No. But in terms of what my experiences were, mm -hmm. I am now compensating in a way. And then now that they're like 15 and 12, I'm learning even more about my reasoning why yeah. and why I'm doing the things that I do. And then also how to help myself and them through this time. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it feels really wild because it's like, is it too late? But I don't even think that you can learn it. I don't think at so. other points. I don't think so. I without experience, this right now, it's like that's what I mean. For us in particular, it's like such a niche thing because it is the experience. Yeah, we never knew that we were gonna get here, and you don't. And people with small children, you're gonna find out when you're going through things yeah. at the given time, right? The different stages. Yeah, yeah, because this was never gonna show up when she was eight years old. No. I never would have had to think about the things that I'm thinking about when she was eight. Also, these pre-lockdown kids, the post-lockdown kids... Oh, my goodness. ...are different. I'm sure of They're it. all built different. Yeah. They are. I feel like that... There was like a weird... <laughs> a blip yeah. in time where it's just yeah. like, yo, these the kids... That had an effect, a massive effect on them. And it's like they've had to transition in a way where they would have never had to transition that way had things not have been the way you know had it not have gone down the way it went down and i think obviously when we started all of this it's having that awareness of it mm. you know like being able to be like hold on there is something that needs extra support here like whether it be like the parents or the children whatever it might be something needs extra support here. yeah because we're also living in a time where it's so different to anything we've ever known yeah, I don't know what to do with their time. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because nobody was really watching me that closely mm -hmm. that I was doing whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. But oh, now I'm like looking at them, I'm like, oh my God, get a freaking hobby. <laughs> get a job. Yeah. <laughs> do something with yourselves. What is this? Jobless. I swear to God. people. <laughs> do something. Actually annoy me with your lack of anything. Yeah. And I'm just like, be easy like be gentle and do you know what it's so hard like sometimes I go to bed and I'm absolutely in tears like I'm crying because yeah. I've tried not to, to react in the way that I initially want to react like yeah. I want to backhand you that is my first or throw point. an object yeah, at your forehead the throwing of the object is always the one that I want to do yeah and I just hold my hands tight just don't do it yeah but and then you're not doing it it annoys me because it's like for anything yeah you're not doing it and then they keep pushing and i think you don't understand you don't understand what's taking what i'm not doing right, right now and this is the thing on a whole right this is another level that like triggers me it's like when things are happening i'm like do you understand what it's taking for me not to react right now yeah do you know the adult that i'll I sit on being, your head because you're being stupid I will beat you up <laughs> Don't mess me don't around. Me, but they'll still push. And then I go to bed and I cry. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, this was hard. This was far was too testing and I did not deserve this. Yeah. But I didn't react in the way that was probably going to be more detrimental than anything else. Go us. Go us. <laughs> but it's hard. Because I want to go and tell you, choose your weapon. This is what I'm, I'm saying. I'm going to fuck you up. Because that's what was done with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose Let's your weapon. Let's be honest. Choose your weapon. <laughs> Trying to work belts. out if the thin belt or the thick belt hurts What's going to hurt less? Is it more whippy? What's happening? Samaseria. <laughs> Which one? I swear. But this is what I mean. And it's like, again, it's like, it's that. It's understanding that it's like, they haven't had to have the same experiences. Yeah. Did, you know? 
And I guess that probably is a part of the reason why you might go and cry yeah. afterwards too, because you're just like, I actually went through these things, which I don't blame anyone for at any point anymore. No, no Knowing anymore. that now I had to put a lot of effort into not not fighting doing those you. things. So yeah. I hear it. I was probably an asshole. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Was I like them? Fucking hell. Yeah, this is what I mean. How did you do? Right. And yeah. this is the thing, but nobody ever explained to anyone. Now, I don't think anybody's ever said out loud that it's like, by the way, raising a teenager is going to be very triggering if he had anything. I swear, on. I say it all the time to people. I don't, I've never held back. Like when people want to talk about labor, I'll be like, that shit is fucked up, by the way. Yeah. You know, people don't tell you about how bad it's going to be. I will tell you that having teenagers is the worst thing ever. When people have got their three and yeah. four years old and they're like, like and oh, I can't sleep. Oh, the tantrums. I'm like, fuck Zarlin. these kids. I'm like, what? Watch you, them be the hmm. same height as you and throw a tantrum. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then what? They're, they're pushing past you in the house. Right. Excuse me? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're off size, you know, you're the same size as me. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't hold back when people ask me. I'm like, listen, it's the absolute ghetto. Yeah. Love you, but it's the ghetto. Yeah, honestly. So, and yeah. I feel like it's so mad because we constantly have to say, oh, we love our kids just because we say they're assholes. Yeah. And I don't think there, there has to be. We don't have to, you know. Like it's obvious, it's a given that Obviously we love our I love children. You, I'm here, isn't it? Yeah, but, but you're an asshole right now. Wow, man. Why? <laughs> you're, you're really. Who raised you? <laughs> you're really making me struggle, and I don't want to struggle. I said soft life. <laughs> you're giving me hard. You're, you're hard not my peace. <laughs> not being my peace. <laughs> they're not being our peace. Teenagers no. are not peaceful, man. No, they're not. Trust me, they're not peaceful. No fucks given. No. And I'm scared because the twins aren't even teenagers yet. This preteen, pre post-lockdown attitude that stinks, I'm like, nah. Wild. I don't want it. I know. But what I will say is I'm very proud of how we are able to be aware. Yeah, I think that we have to be proud of ourselves because even though we feel like we fuck up quite a lot. I Listen, I genuinely feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I feel like I'm making a mess of this shit. I'm like, I pray to God she doesn't turn around in 20 years' time and be like, you bitch. <laughs> you really <laughs> fucked me up. You fucked me up. I'm so sorry. I was trying my best. Let's do therapy together. <laughs> Some days I'm like, I'll pay for your therapy. Yeah. In my head, I'm, I'm going to pay for your fucking therapy because I can't do this. <laughs> but no. Yeah. But yeah, I am proud of the way that we at least have a sense of awareness, man. We understand that. It's like it's having that awareness for ourselves, which then allows us to have the awareness for them. Yeah, you know? and the work that even we're doing for ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I I don't have a problem with like doing the work and looking at parts of myself that I don't really like. Yeah, because that helps me to be better, obviously. Exactly, and it helps me to heal from mm-hmm. stuff that I've been through. Instead of people that I look at that are much older and I feel really bad that they hold on to so much of their pain and their trauma that it shapes their day to day. Yeah. And I don't want to be 50, 60 years old and, bitter. and still holding on to all that shit. No, nah, man. Yeah. And I also don't ever want to be that example for my child. Exactly. So it's like, like I was saying the other day, we have to lead by example, right? So it's like being able to, to face all of the ugly parts of yourself. Yeah. It needs to be normalised. Yeah. Be like, do you know what? That's me being accountable for myself. Exactly. So, and then she's going to look at me and be like, all right, cool. That's my example of a of a woman, of a person. I then have some, I have a blueprint of some type. Yeah. Because you know? there are extremes and I feel like all I want is the balance mm-hmm. of 
looking after myself and looking after them mm. and showing the two parts of it because I feel like there are people that only had parents and you can see who just did all things for themselves yeah. and now as parents they struggle their way through actually looking after children because their example of it was, wasn't there no. and I don't want it to be a thing where all you see is me looking after you either no because and not that's myself not, that's that's gonna turn around and allow you to think that that's normal life when yeah babies. and i don't know who i am at 60 years old or like 50 years old when no, you, i know what i'm gonna be doing at 60 well to be fair <laughs> they'll be out by the time we're like 40 yeah so <laughs> I, love, I love that for us yeah listen don't shit on people that had um teenagers Te like kids teen in pregnancies yeah because we're gonna be outside at 40 right. we'll be outside <laughs> you'll be inside you'll be saying can you babysit and i'll be saying no look at me <laughs> look at my location <laughs> i'm not in the country bye <laughs> don't look at me like that <laughs> i mean that was good oh look at us love it